Do you normally follow me on TikTok? I'm guessing you haven't seen me for a while. That's because I've been battling a crushing shadow ban. And I also have an account warning. As most of you know, I got banned over a year ago and it's been a struggle getting back to where I was. And these shadow bans aren't helping. To try to save this account, I've put my TikTok on private and I'm taking a break from TikTok until November. I've even deleted the app. If you wanna see my usual short form content, then please follow me on Instagram. The link is in the description. Again, follow me on Instagram. Also, so TikTok can't pull an Andrew Tate on me, I'm asking people to subscribe to my email list. If you do, I'll give you some cool stickers free of charge with postage paid. I'll put the link in the description for that too, but you can sign up at list.comeonmanpod.com. That's L-I-S-T dot comeonmanpod.com. Get some cool stickers and here's the show. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review and actually take a moment to write out why you like the show. Uh, It helps more than you know, helps boost us in the algorithm on places like iTunes and Spotify. Um, Also, Comment below if you're watching on on YouTube. Just you know the like button and the comment that helps out so much. Uh, last week I asked you guys to comment uh, American Dragon because of uh, you know my man. Uh, but uh, why don't we why don't we uh, talk about uh, the NWA Championship belt there? Ten pounds of gold. So why don't you comment in the comments right now? Ten pounds of gold, and then I'll know that you're actually paying attention. <laughs> Uh, again, Dr. Pepper uh, and cream soda, zero sugar, right? Paul, are you getting paid by them? Maybe. Uh, sort of just really like it. If you're trying to lose weight, zero, zero sugar sodas, uh, you know, they're, they're zero carbs, zero calories. Uh, I, I personally recommend them. Like I, I know how to lose weight. Um, you can tell, like if you look at uh, my episodes from like a couple months ago, I've, I've lost probably, I've lost about 25 pounds since the beginning of the year. Cause I know what I'm doing and, <laughs> and this helps, this, this stuff helps. All right. So joining me this week is probably one of the biggest guests I've ever had. Uh, his name is Elliot Hulse and he's got a couple of YouTube channels with over 2 million followers on it. Uh, he's got a huge following on TikTok, huge following on Instagram, basically huge following everywhere he goes. And, uh, but the thing is, he's not like one of my usual guests, right? Cause I talk about red pill a lot. Y'all know my stance on marriage. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it, but I also realize that it's my way is not everybody's way, right? There's some guys out there that are very traditionally minded they are looking to have a wife. They are looking to have that traditional type family unit. And I respect that. Okay. Uh, I, I would only say that uh, do the best possible job vetting your wife. Don't rush into marriage and look for ways to protect your assets. Um, but I think 
I think Elliot and also my good pal Benny joined us today. And those two guys are going to help you if that's you. If you are that traditional guy looking for that white picket fence, you believe in your heart of hearts that that is your purpose. That's what you want in life. You want children. You want to have that traditional family. Then by God, these guys are going to help you do it. And I will bring you that conversation right after this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey you, I'm going to make this real quick. I know you hate ads. If you like this show, if you love this podcast, if you think more men should tune in, then you should consider joining my Patreon. You will be supporting the show and I get to help more men level up their lives. There's now five tiers available starting as low as $5 a month. It's like buying me a beer and each tier gives you better bonuses. Visit patreon.com slash come on man pod to sign up. That's patreon.com slash come on man pod. One last time, that's patreon.com slash come on man pod. Help me help more men level up and be better with women. All right, joining me this week are a couple of really great dudes. We have my good friend and dating coach that literally walks on water, Benny Lichtenwalner, as well as a man who has a tremendous following on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. His name is Elliot Hulse. And they are joining me today to talk about Elliot's new Get the Girl for Life program. What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> All is well, Life fellas. Is pleasure to have, pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, uh, yeah it's actually a, a real honor. Um, you have a huge following, man. I didn't, I didn't even realize that. Benny said that he was going to be working with you, and I saw the video for this program. I was like, holy crap! <laughs> How long have you been doing this? I started out on YouTube in 2007, probably mm. just a few months after YouTube started. And I was a strength coach. I was struggling as a personal trainer, trying to train people in the parks, doing boot camps uh, in, in my local city. And uh, so I started making YouTube videos in order to help the guys in my programs help me promote the program by filming the workouts and then asking them to share it. And, you know, by and by, the popularity of the videos grew and here we are now. Yeah. So, so you weren't doing this sort of thing full-time back then, but now it's just sort of turned into a career, huh? Yeah, that's right. I was a strength coach. I was a strong man. I owned a little gym called strength camp, a little warehouse gym in South St. Pete and uh, the YouTube thing. I, you know, I got to say that it was the right, I was at the right place at the right time in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have been as popular as quickly had I started today. Mm -hmm. You know, I sort of just like rose with YouTube. And so being an OG early on, having a unique perspective on fitness and life uh, allowed me to just corner the marketplace very early. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. It Because uh, I'm struggling now. <laughs> on, on yeah, YouTube. So am I. Yeah, I, mean, I have all those subscribers, but I get like maybe one percent of the views. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard right now. That's why I really like TikTok. I think that's sort of like the the new 
the new wave, you know, uh, for now anyway, yeah. it's starting to, my, my views are starting to go down on there now though. So, cause mm-hmm. they're starting to get in with the money. Um, speaking of money, <laughs> I w- let's talk about your, your get the girl for life program. Uh, can you give us a, a brief description about what your vision is for that? So I mentored a young man. And so they come to me with a broad perspective of issues associated with becoming stronger men in their lives. That's what I do. I make men strong, I'm a strength coach. So I show them how to get physically strong. I've helped men with entrepreneurship. And most recently through my King Transformation program, I've found that there is an area in which the men are not being well served outside in the world that uh, I happen to be uniquely positioned to help them with even though I haven't up until this point, and that is with marriage and family. And Mm -hmm. so uh, we are living in a time where the greatest attack is upon the family and and upon marriage. And it's been ongoing. It's been uh, a a slow cook since the 1960s, late 1950s with uh, the rise of feminism and Marxism in our culture and the, the denigration of the father and the turning away from family values and the promiscuity hookup culture and the effeminacy of men, we've really gotten to a point where, you know, that old saying, hard times create strong men. Well, I think we're at that pivotal point right now where we've become just so degenerate, and I'm pointing specifically at the millennial generation, that I think it's peaked. And I'm watching as Gen Z being the last gen, right? The generation where that hard times create strong men pendulum then starts to swing again, or that cycle starts to come come around again, they're craving tradition. Mm-hmm. They're craving a return to the roots of Western civilization, which is Christendom. And so I'm watching these young men return to the church, return to tradition, return to wanting marriage and family. And so I, being a child of a happy, healthy home where my parents were together throughout my entire life and their parents were together and my wife and I've been together for for 20 years. My aim here now is to blend this, this awake, this masculine awakening in terms of intersexual dynamics, what many of us call the red pill with traditional family values. So you have two ends of the spectrum, right? You've got the red pill where it's, there's an awareness about female nature. Mm-hmm. and intersexual dynamics, but to a degenerate end, it's, well, let's just be promiscuous. Let's just hook up. Let's make the best of female nature by getting ours, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a little um, nihilistic. And then you have the other end of the spectrum where, you know, many of the traditionalists or many of the Christians, uh, they are in it for the right reasons, marriage and family, which is generate as opposed to degenerate, but all from a blue pilled mindset. Mm-hmm. And so they're failing as well. And so sort of bringing the two together, you guys mentioned purple pill before, but really, really trying to drive home this blend between intersexual dynamics and understanding what attract, what actually attracts a woman and as opposed to what the world has told us and to the generative end of marriage, family, tradition and, you know, traditional gender roles. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, so watching your initial announcement video about this, uh, you're talking about this, this program's really designed for traditional men 
Um, are we talking, we're talking about like Christian men, you know, breadwinners, their wives stay at home with the kids, that sort of thing. Minded, traditional minded. Traditional so minded. I'm, again, I think the generation that's coming up right behind the millennials, I think Generation Z, although they're still very young right now, they are preparing the soil to be the generation that turns it around. So I've got, it's interesting. I've got quite a few young men who are not ready for marriage yet, but are preparing themselves by understanding what's required so that in my opinion, they could do what is most resourceful, which is get married young. Mm -hmm. Oh, you actually recommend getting married young? Oh yeah. Okay. What, what do you think the benefit is of that? Well, there's a number of benefits. Number one of which is you avoid the promiscuity trap where both women and men become hardened in their hearts towards love because of hooking up. Now they've said that, you know, the, to, to the degree that a woman is having sex with men, her ability to pair bond diminishes, but that's, also the case with men as I'm watching where, so I have this one guy, really good looking guy. He's, he can have sex with any woman that he wants. He just joined the program and uh, he's struggling because he doesn't know how to be with a wife worthy woman because mm -hmm. he's so used to hooking up with sluts. Mm. And so by, by marrying early, you avoid the, 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 the degrading effect of, Transsex, uh, uh, how does E. Michael Jones call it? He says, um, sterile transient sex, which does nothing but entertain us in the moment but destroy us in the long run. And so that's one reason. Mm -hmm. Another reason is I found, and many likely have, have, have found, that when you get together early and a young woman gives her best years to a man, her most fertile years, her most attractive years, her early 20s. And when a man is still on his way up, the, the, the sort of inverse happens as they reach their late 20s and 30s, where she now is in a safe relationship to hit the wall, essentially, mm -hmm. uh, after her, after her uh, fertile years and perhaps, you know, at that point, I've had many children. I had four children by the time I was 29, my wife and I. And the man now who is reaching his peak, now he's established himself as uh, in his career or in his business. And, you know, that's when a man's best years are there. He now then can return the favor and they can grow a family together in, in an even trade, as opposed to uh, waiting later when a woman is, essentially past her prime years. So she's 28, 29, 30 years old. Not to say that she's used up, but has been riding the carousel for a while. She's not the hot chick she once was. And then expecting a guy who's reaching his peak to want to like turn around all of a sudden and this girl who may have not been paying attention to him when he was younger, to just take him in. And then they whine that there are no good men. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. Now, uh, red pill guys, you, uh, you mentioned it in your video too. Um, you said there's a uh, red pill guys who think there are zero wife worthy women out there. And I consider myself red pill, uh, but you're right. There, there's a lot of dudes that are under the, the red pill 
label that are just super negative when it comes to women. Um, they just have just the worst viewpoint in the world. I, I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> um, what do you say to guys like that? I don't have much to say, uh, except I have a question. How's that working out for you? Mm-hmm. And so in the, again, in the short term, it seems like you might be winning. Well, I'm sleeping with a new girl every night, but at some point that grows old. And like I say, yeah. I have friends who have betted perhaps thousands of women that at a certain point they realize the futility of my efforts and the derogatory effects that now lead me to a place where I don't even know how to discern whether or not a woman is worthy of a long-term relationship or marriage. Got it. Yeah. that I just finished reading the game by Neil Strauss. And that's pretty much the gist that I got from that book was these guys were really great at picking up women. They had, but they had no idea how to have an actual relationship with a woman. And a lot of those guys ended up burning out because right. <laughs> because the, if their life was the sequel, the sequel, the, the truth. So basically he goes a stretch further, right? So he's like, basically what happens is he tries out every iteration of a relationship. Like he, he tries to like call in all his girlfriends and like live like in this harem. And he's like, well, that's too much drama. That only lasted for a month. So I'm going to tack myself onto two existing lesbians. Okay. So he tries <laughs> that. And he just like, then he's like, uh, like almost like a swingers resort where it's like all these existing couples like live together and that he literally tries everything to include like sex therapy and counseling, all this stuff. And basically his conclusion is at the end of the day, that monogamy, like he, the, the whole time, like what he's the, the one like safe haven he's thinking about was his initial girlfriend. I think he ended up marrying her. I've heard since then, I don't know if they're still together, but he went to the endeavor of writing the whole book about this, you know, roller coaster journey. He gravitates back to monogamy at the end of the day. So it's really interesting. That is, yeah, that is fascinating. Uh, speaking of pickup, though, Benny, uh, <laughs> one of the one of the weeks that are uh, in this program is an eight week program. But Elliot's got listed on there uh, using social media to, uh, you know, actually introduce yourself to women. And I was like, that's got to be where Benny fits into this. Is is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I heard about Benny from one of my strength camp members uh, about two years ago. And he said that, you know, I met this guy who's really helping me get out of my shell to meet women, but in a unique way. And that was through using the chats on Facebook and video. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, that's unique. That's it's much different than, well, first of all, dating apps. And second of all, I think it was right during the pandemic. So a lot of guys weren't able to get out and, you know, maybe do the the day game stuff or meet girls out in the streets. So when I thought about putting this program together, I realized that, you know, this is the world that we live in right now. And so rather than just um, bringing somebody on board that can teach you, you know, how to approach, select, qualify and, and deal with women in real life, someone that can use the technology that we're all become accustomed to in order to help my guys out. And so that's how I, that's how I found and brought Benny on. Okay. Yeah. Benny's, Benny's technique, uh, especially with the, like, you know, video chats, video opening, um, and also like audio using audio. 
has been a game changer for not for me and like pretty much everybody in the three percent man group where we you know where we met each other there's so many guys that even on, on some of the dating apps now they have a video chat feature or an audio chat feature and so all the guys are taking advantage of it because no dudes out there are doing that they're all just sending lame text messages but when you're you're approaching a woman virtually over social media or whatever with with a video it's bold it's a bold statement and uh, you can use all your faculties to you know showcase who you are and the best thing i love about it is you can edit it before you send it <laughs> so you could it, it can be perfect every time <laughs> benny um so you talked about how how you heard about Benny, but how did you guys get in touch though? That's, that's what I want to know. Uh, the same, the same person. The same guy. Okay. Yeah. You, you know him. I don't know if we're supposed to be name dropping, uh, but, but you also know, cause he's also a 3% manner. So. Oh, okay. You drop his first, <laughs> drop his first name. He, he will drop, we'll drop his, uh, uh, his internet alias name is uh, uh, J Edward Eastbridge. Oh fancy, uh, yeah, yeah. Rat, 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 <laughs> rat race rugged. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. on the podcast, so yeah. yeah. Good. Okay, awesome. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. He uh, was he's one of my dude. very first. So when I started out with my my gym out in the park, I was doing boot camps in 2008. I think I met him. Uh, he was like one of my very first clients for strength camp as a strength coach, mm. and so uh, he's been around for a long time. And to have gotten a, a good word about somebody from him came highly uh and it was like that it's a good recommendation yeah yeah the, he, he is a good dude um was he he was going to come out to your your uh event last year right benny but yeah he came out he came out to the the first one uh that i put on so we did like a winner this is what we were talking about on the call before elliot jumped on uh, before we hit record mm -hmm. so i did this winter retreat at my family cabin up in the mountain like uh, middle of nowhere, Georgia, my wife's nine months pregnant, like helping me, like she's ready to go almost like in the next week or two. She's helping me. She's cooking all the food for everybody. She's helping me set up the jujitsu mats. We were just talking about how we did ax throwing out, out here. This is in the middle of the woods. And, uh, this is, this is what, uh, Jim came out to. And, uh, we built like an ax throwing board. And the only way that we could get, like, it, it was this thick wood, right? Cause you're throwing axes at it. So we get it, we hoisted up on this tree. And my nine months pregnant wife is like helping me pull this like probably 150, you know, maybe maybe even like 200 pound piece of wood like up against this tree. And we, we had to take ratchet straps to like get it up. So that way the axe throwing board is like at eye level. So we're doing all this craziness out in the middle of the woods. We did jujitsu uh, out like out uh, outside in the woods and uh, we did some kayaking, a lot of cool stuff. And uh, and uh, he came out to that. It was a really good time. Yeah, he was going to go out to the one that I went out to, though, uh, out the lake, but he couldn't make it for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. Which is unfortunate. Um, let me ask you this. Benny, this is a good question for you, I think. Uh, so I, I understand the premise on your Facebook game method, um, but I know for this particular program, like we're targeting traditional women, like maybe even, you know, religious, like Christian women. How do you narrow that down? Well, I can give you my piece on it. I'm sure Elliot will have things to say too. But my thought is this. It's like, it's up to the individual because first of all, everything starts in the brain. So you think reticular activation system, the thing that filters through reality to show us what's, what's relevant in the world. Well, 
you know, the mechanism, the same guy's going to be video messing chicks over social media, right? That's, that's, there's nothing fancy about it. That's that. But when you start prompting men to think about who it is that they want to talk to, and you start getting intentional about it, you're writing things down and you're, you're visualizing what this woman, you know, what value she has and, and all these things, right? This is what your brain starts, you know, so, so we always use, like other people have said this too, this isn't unique to me, but like you buy a new car, now all of a sudden you see that same car everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. So, so us buying the car is writing down the values on a sheet of paper. Now we start teaching these guys how to use the Facebook algorithm, how to use uh, like Instagram to connect with women. And yes, a primary driver is going to be physical attraction, right? That's going to be because we're using visuals to, you know, to, to go through some of this stuff. If a guy sees a visual on a girl that he's like, no, that girl, like, no, like maybe, you know, like the guy might, might decide to say that if she's got tattoos and a bunch of piercing, okay, that's not a traditional woman. I'm not a fan of septum piercings. That's, that's a, that's a preference. <laughs> right? So whatever it is, yeah. and they write all this stuff down and they get to work, right? So, so the method's the same across the board. And so is attraction. Whether it's a traditional woman or not, attraction is going to be the same across the board. There's going to be things that, that we steer away from, right? We don't want to signal that we're not like a, like a traditionally minded guy. We don't want to signal that, um, that we're not going to be a good fit for that woman. Um, but the, that's the men that we're dealing with here in this group is like, these are, these are, um, family minded guys. So that, so as they're putting themselves out there into the universe, right? So we talk about like, women are like, like beacons of beauty. They're like lighthouses, like shining the radiance out. Right. And we're the boats. Like we get drunk. Well, supposed to stay away from the lighthouse, but in this case, we just <laughs> crash into it. Right. <laughs> and so, so, uh, so that's them. But like for us, we have to go out and elbow grease our way to figure out, you know, what our options are. Right. So, so as these men put who they are out into the universe, ideally through video, because the girl can make a better assessment that way. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to start to get responses from the type of women that are attracted to that. So um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, do, Ella, do you want to speak on that at all? I would have to agree. It sounds like that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, I would also add that, you know, I would imagine it's a numbers game and it's difficult to really gauge a woman's character right away. So rather than being hyper selective right away, it's a matter of like kind of spread it out and see what you get. And you might be surprised. 100%. Got it. That makes sense. And and you're you're not going to really get to know her unless you're in person anyway, which sort of brings me to the next topic. So week five is deep vetting and deliberate dating. Um, Elliot, what are some ways you recommend guys to vet women properly to determine if she's a long-term relationship uh, candidate or even, you know, wife material? Well, there are a few things that you can look for, you know, rather than asking questions. Now, these aren't going to give you the entire story, but they're indicators. Uh, So, for example, what kind of relationship does she have with the men in her life as it is? So, and that means men that are above her right? How is she in regard to respect for her father, right? And of course, we live in a world that is um, against the father and many fathers have fallen away. So that comes into play also. But, you know, my wife, for example, we were very young. Uh, Her father wasn't the greatest guy, but she respected him either, uh, either way. She did what he asked him to do, what he asked her to do. She came home when he asked her to come home. And even though he wasn't like a strong man, 
and a strong father, she still respected him. But then also, right? So can she, can she, how does she deal with a man that's above her, that has authority over her? Because if you're going to be into a, into a traditional relationship, the understanding is that the man is the head of the relationship. The understanding is that there is a hierarchical structure, just like there is in every organization. And the home is a tiny organization. And so that there's a CEO and then there's a COO. And so there's, a, there's an order. Now we live in a world where everything has become flat and bland. So they think that egalitarianism actually works, but it doesn't. And that's why relationships aren't. So establishing that she knows how to deal with a man that's above her. And then it's very important to see how she relates to say, for example, a younger brother or a man that she is over, does she treat him with disdain or does she treat him uh, in, a, in a dignified way, right? So how does she treat men that are above her? How does she treat men that are, that are below her? And so that, that's, that's one of the many ways that we can decide whether or not a woman is going to, to be worth our time in courtship and relationship. Yeah, those are huge. <laughs> those are absolutely huge. Those are things I, I've had to learn over the last few years is to pay attention to uh, specifically that father relationship. You know, like, is the father even around? You know, if right. if the father's not around, that's that's questionable material. Uh, Benny, do you have any ideas on how to properly vet? Yes, I do. And it's a whole different set of criteria. This is one of the things I'm excited about working with Elliot for, because number one, I never even thought about what he just said. Like everybody, a lot of people know the thing about what, look out for the father, right? Mm -hmm. But I've never even so much as thought about before. How does she treat men that are in her care? The, the younger brother, maybe, you know, like, like a, a peer or like somebody she's mentoring, right? Like, what does that look like? That's really interesting because that's going to inform you what kind of mother is she going to be, right? Or how is she going to nurture you as a husband? So that's really cool. But, but what I do, um, you know, so what I've been doing over the last few years with, with, with my guys is coaching them on how to identify their personal values, right? Because mm. so, we, so we have sort of like inherited values, um, which most are good, right? Like from society, well, society gives bad values too, but like, like if, you have, if you come from a good family, uh, maybe if you're religious, you can inherit a lot of good values. So you have your inherited societal values, like uh, the stuff your parents gave you, uh, society, church, et cetera, and all this stuff. So, so if you ask a guy his values, a lot of times what you're going to hear is like loyalty, honor, commitment, courage, like all this kind of thing, like, like being a Marine, like, it's, you know, those are a couple of those are Marine Corps values. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and these are the kind of things that men say, and it's push button. Like you ask any guys like, yeah, yeah, that stuff. Right. And every man is going to say that kind of stuff. But how many men could you be like, well, what are your personal values? Like, what are, what are those? Right. And, and um, I read a, a book a long time ago. It's called The Values Factor by Dr. John Demartini. And what he does is this is really cool. It's, it's like it's, this is not even a belief based book. It's like very objective. Basically, what he does is he say, hey, take an inventory of your life. Like, go look at what you spend money on. What room in your house is the most organized in your house? Um, like, like what, like, look around, like, what are the things that inform you, the things that you care about? Chances are like, maybe your garage is like the cleanest, or maybe it's your desk, like, you know, or like somewhere in the house is like the most organized. You probably spend money on particular kind of things. So you start to learn what your personal values are. And if you make a partner choice independent, like if you're only going off of the inherited values, chances are 
that you're going to feel a little bit heavy on the obligation side. And we have enough obligation and, and duty as men in general anyway. And you're not, you're going to get less of the like refreshment out of it too. So, so my goal is to like inject that by, by prompting guys to think about like what their personal values are, not to throw out everything they've inherited, but, all, but really just to add another layer onto it. It's like, Hey, make sure if you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody, like you're single, this is your exact window to get exactly what you want. It's like, don't make the wrong choice. Like get what you want. You know, you don't yeah. have to prioritize the fact that like, like my wife, she does, you know, she's a grappler too. I, you know, I don't have to say, oh, well, I want a grappler over somebody that can nurture my kids. I can have both, you know? So that's kind of the way I think about it. How to bet. That makes a lot of sense. Actually. I, I've never even thought about that. I've never sat down and thought about what are my personal values. It's always just, you know, a lot of the stuff is what I've, you know, was raised with and, but yeah. And it goes back to the reticular activation system. Cause if Wrestling. you write it down, you mention it when <laughs> the brain finds it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, Elliot week six is escalating like an alpha male. What does that look like to you? So one of the biggest pitfalls that young men are having in these relationships is that they have no vision for it. And so we're getting into these relationships for entertainment, for let's see what happens. You don't go into business without a vision for where you're going. You don't go to university without a vision for what your degree is going to be and why, what it's for. You pretty much don't do anything as a man without having an end in sight. In fact, that's what, that's what excites us more than anything. But when the end is so short-sighted that it's about when am I going to blow my load next in a plastic bag while boning this girl, then you get into a, you get into a loop of nothing and nowhere. You really aren't getting anywhere. And so the, it becomes like almost like a drug addict where it's like a drug addict's goal is the next hit. It's not, it's not going anywhere. It's when I'm going to get the next hit. When I'm going to get the next hit. When I'm going to get the next hit. So that's what these relationships end up being. They're just cycles of addiction mm-hmm. as opposed to taking the upper hand and saying, see, a lot of guys wait for the woman to say, where is this going? <laughs> yeah. I was going to bring that that's, up. Yeah. That's not the way it should be. We should be <clears throat> saying, okay, this is where it's going. Why do we have to wait for a woman to ask us what our vision for the relationship is? It's because we, we show up very weak and visionless. But as a man, you should know very clearly what your intention is before you even approach a woman. And as you're engaging, making it very clear that I have a vision for what this may be all about. Of course, we're in the courting stage, so I'm, you're, you're being vetted. You're just like you wouldn't hire a, uh, an employee, just like you wouldn't bring on a business partner, just like you wouldn't do business with anybody in any regard, unless you got to know what they were like and then shared the vision and then had a unified vision. It's the same thing with leading a relationship. What Mm -hmm. are we doing? Why are we here? And where are we going? Otherwise we're just wasting time. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to ask you about that. So, you know, Benny and I are Corey Wayne students. Like we, we were, telling you about off air. Uh, But that's one of the things that he recommends is uh, waiting for a woman to bring it up because a lot of times guys will scare women off if they bring it up like too soon. And I think that's really what he's getting at. But, uh, but you believe that 
men should be the ones that take the lead in that and say, Hey, yeah, this is what I'm, I'm envisioning for our relationship, you know? So one of the things I really like about the, you know, the, the generic red pill community is this idea of plate spinning, Mm -hmm. this, right. This idea of plate spinning, a man should always be plate spinning. And so if we're in a, if you know what my intention is for spinning these plates and you happen to be one of those plates right now, you understand that it all you're, you're on the, you're on the stick right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm spinning you right now and you may or may not stay. You may, you may fall. And so I don't think it's, I think it's scary for a woman when she thinks that you're, that she's your only option as a woman. So if a man, know, if a woman knows you have many options, you can share what my intention is with these particular options I'm vetting for what my goal is. Yeah. And that, therefore, she knows she's in a job interview uh, as opposed yeah, yeah. to you showing up and saying, you know, she's the only one. She knows she's the only one. And then you come straight out and saying, well, I want to marry you or, or this is this is going to be uh, a, a road towards marriage. That this that's the di- that's different than saying I am in the market. That's like, you know, if you're going to look for a car, I am in the market for a particular kind of car and I'm and I'm I'm shopping. But it's very clear that I'm going to buy a car here pr- pretty soon. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense because then it's it's more like uh, you're demonstrating non neediness, which uh, Benny's a big fan of, and I mean everybody should be a big fan of that. Honestly, <laughs> right? let's, let, let's 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 get real here. But uh, <laughs> but it's also it also sort of puts them on notice, and it sort of drives up that competition anxiety. Wouldn't right. you say? Yeah, hundred percent. And that's, that's one of those things that needs to be integrated with most of the blue pill ideology that most married, most men get married under. Mm-hmm. You have to understand, look, I, I'm married for 20 years and I'm still running dread game on my wife. She knows I'm a high value man. And there are women out there that would love to have me. She's mm-hmm. not afraid that I'm going to leave. She's aware of my commitment to our family. But she also knows she can't let herself go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, there's a, I mean, there there is a, a subset. We we talk about red pill, purple pill, and stuff like that. Uh, there's a subset, uh, and there of guys in the red pill community that I follow, and they're very relationship oriented, and so that's where they really preach the dread game stuff. You know, when you're when you have that uh, monogamous type LTR relationship and how important that is. And not there's, there's some guys out there that are trying to teach dread game, like a, almost like it's a trick or a tactic, but uh, that's a terrible way of doing it. Uh, the <laughs> best way of doing it is you know, like you, you, you stay fit, you know, right. you, you work on yourself, you, you, you show her through your own actions and your, your, uh, your just mental vision of your own life and leveling up that you're a high value man. And she knows just by your actions that, Hey, I need to keep my game strong too, or else this guy's going to walk out. So yeah. yeah, that's, that's really good stuff. Um, let's go to, uh, so the last two weeks basically are, I think we're where most men struggle in marriage and long-term relationships. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Cause that's, that's on, keeping that you know, once you found your plate, your fine China, uh, 
how, how to keep that relationship going long-term. Cause that's, I think most guys struggle with that. Well, it begins with all the things that get us into the, into the relationship as is. So is that polarity there? And, and is it, has it been established early in a relationship and is it maintained? Right. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times there's a switch in polarity at some point in a relationship. And it often happens when the man becomes addicted to the woman's sex. The minute she recognizes that she is your only option for sex and that you need her for that, it's almost like this drug addict and drug dealer sort of relationship. So the polarity shifts and all of a sudden she becomes the the one in charge with the relationship. That's one of the many different ways. Of course, you know, men let themselves go. They get lazy because Mm -hmm. just like any drug addict, if you as long as you're getting your hit, you don't need to do anything but lay on the couch. So it's a matter of maintaining your polarity, establishing maintaining polarity from the beginning. So we're working backwards and coming up to this. Then is like we spoke about earlier. It's a matter of leading the relationship. Not just, you know, there's a lot of guys that want to have traditional relationships. They want, because a man knows and a woman knows innately that a man is in charge. He's, he's the leader. We are, we've always been, and we should act like it. But uh, that needs to be established and it needs to be clear. It can't be one of these assumed things. You got to talk about this. Those are uncomfortable conversations. But if you don't establish this early on, that's like going into business with somebody and not being clear about our roles. Mm-hmm. I am the CEO. That's very clear. I'm the founder and you're my assistant, right? I am the husband and you are the wife. What does that mean? Of course, today, nobody knows what that means. They don't even know what a woman is. But we but look to and this is why I think traditional gender roles or biblical gender roles make it so simple and easy for us because they've been they we've been doing this for thousands of years. It's only been for the past 100 years that we sort of kind of forgot what a man does in a relationship or what a woman does in a relationship. And it's only been since the past 100 years that there's some sort of shame for a man to take that leadership role. Because, you know, we live in a world where anything that that even is wafts of authority is seen as tyranny, which is not true. In fact, the, the, the most powerful authority is that of a benevolent leader. And that's what you are when you take on this role as a husband and, and a leader in the relationship. So those things have to be established. And then the long term hot monogamous relationship for life is just keeping that going. You mm-hmm. never stop. You never stop maintaining that polarity, letting your wife know that you're a sexual man by being manly with her, being aggressive with her, being sexual with her, as opposed to a lot of guys, they, they start laying back and expecting sex, right? Like, oh, it's, it's that time I'm having sex, as opposed to pursuing her like you did when you were younger, right? Or like when you first started the relationship. So pursuing her, Uh, Letting her, I know this almost sounds like it's uh, pro-female, but it's not. It's not not, not pro-woman, it's pro-relationship. It's pro-making it work. It's pro-maintaining what got you attracted to begin with, but you should always still be pursuing or wanting her, let me put it that way, wanting her, letting her know that you want her, just like you did in the beginning. I don't mean want like a baby with his baba and like, you know, uh, you know, a big sissy wanting. I'm talking about like, I'm going to, I'm going to take you right now, throw you down on the bed and drag you around and do what I want. Cause she wants that. 
Mm-hmm. Just because you've been together for 20, 30, 40 years doesn't mean that she that she still doesn't get turned on by a man being a man with her, being aggressive with her. Yeah. So there's establishing that. And then but that's just that's just the way you are with her. And the way you are with her is always a reflection of the way you are in the world. Are you getting lazy in your business? Like I caught myself a few years ago getting lazy in my business. And as the as I started getting lazy in my business and lazy out in the way I establish myself or give myself to the world, it was reflecting itself in my relationship. And so if you're not, if your wife doesn't see you, she, you know, they say women always want to know what have you done for me lately, right? But it's not even what you've done for me lately. She it's just that she's vigilant. Women are vigilant. They never stop. Just like you should never stop keeping an eye on where she is and where she's going. Women, because they have more at stake, they're more vigilant than we are. We can kind of let our women slide and stuff. And we guys will not notice all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Women, they notice everything. And the minute you gain in a little bit of weight, you're making a little bit less money, you sleep in a little bit later, you're not taking things as seriously, you're going back on your word, you said you're going to do something, but you didn't. All those little things just rack up in the back of her head and her sense of respect for you then starts to lessen. And then again, the polarity switches. So these are just a few little things. Yeah, yeah. You know, th- those are let, some let of the- Let me interject something too, because yeah, one thing I was thinking with all that, which is that the, the skills that you learn to approach women, like texting, learning how to text, the way that I text with my wife, it's never stopped from the day that we met till, till now. She leaves, like <laughs> she texts me something, like my funny brain like reaches deep and I pull something out and I say something ridiculous to her, make her laugh. And it's like, it's injecting energy. So, so the, what you learn with texting as well is another life skill that you can use with your wife too, just to keep things, you know, uh, keep everything, everybody on their toes. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those are, those are the, these are the biggest things that, uh, I had to learn over the last several years, you know, getting into this stuff. A lot of us have gotten into this stuff because, you know, we've had relationships that have failed for whatever reason. And, and the smart ones, uh, I, I include myself in that. Thank you. Um, is <laughs> I try to figure out what I did wrong. You know, I'm not trying to put the blame on, on these women. Like, what did I do wrong? How, do, how am I screwing up here? And that was one of the biggest things I realized is that, and I hear a lot of these, like these negative red pill guys complain about, oh, oh women do this bait and switch. You know, they'll, they'll get you hooked, they'll get you married, and then they get fat. And it's like, dudes do that so much more, I think, you know, and I was one of those guys. <laughs> I was one of those guys. Like, well, I don't have to try anymore. I already got you, you know, like this. And then, and then my, my parents, like they're still together, but they like, they basically hate each other, you know? And like, they, they're not in love. My dad's like, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the whipping boy and stuff in the relationship and, and stuff. So that's, that's how I was raised. And that's how I saw relationships. And I was just like, well, that's just how it is. You know, men never win and, and, you know, happy wife, happy life. And yeah. none of that works. And when I, I did finally realize is that you have to do what you did from the beginning mm-hmm. throughout the whole relationship. And so like Benny says that he does with his wife, like I do the same thing with, uh, with my girlfriend, I call her a nurse chick on the show, but I, I do text game with her. I, I look at her text bubbles. I make sure that I'm, you know, one level below it. <laughs> I still do all that kind of stuff. I send her occasionally a video message and stuff, you know, uh, try to make her laugh. And it, it and it, it fosters a good relationship. You know, I'm still doing what I, what I did when I first met her. Um, so that's, that's good stuff. Ben, Benny, uh, 
Do you want to add anything else to what men struggle with? Do you think in LTRs or do you think we, we Man. covered a lot of that? Yeah, I think, I think that's what, I, th- I feel like we, we covered it. Yeah. We get, we get complacent and um, yeah, that's really, that's really the, yeah, the essence of it. I don't think I could add anything to that. I think that's really good. Oh, okay. Well then I have another question for you, Benny. So sure. um, I, and I think you mentioned this at your retreat last year, but you, you also just put out a vi- video recently talking about how it was that through Elliot, you found your mentors in the, the dating world. Can, can you tell that story? Yeah. Yeah. This is the, the whole experience of connecting with Elliot. It's been kind of unreal for me. It's been like a personal treat because number one, I was in a bad marriage when I found his stuff and I was trying to, I didn't know that my marriage was like the, like part of the problem. I was just like deeply unhappy in like 360 degrees. I wasn't making any choices for myself. I was, I was like in school running a business like trying to fix stuff at home. And like, it was just like stress all the way around. So I'm like Googling things like how to find confidence and and all this stuff, even though I'd already been in the Marine at this point, like I had all these reasons to be confident. I was an entrepreneur and stuff, but I'm like finding like early videos of Elliot stuff. So I'm following him because like, I'm, I'm slowly repairing myself, you know, throughout this process. And then, then he goes to some YouTube conference or something, which I don't even know what it was, but he, he, he had Owen Cook on. Uh, uh, so Tyler from Real Social Dynamics, he had Owen Cook on it. And I heard him talk and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this guy is nuancing out all these problems that I had. So, uh, you know, like being depressed in my youth and having massive anxiety, not being able to socialize with other people, like never being able to attract the kind of women that I want to, blah, 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 like all these things. And he, he's like describing in detail, like social, how social dynamics working on these things. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this guy has all the answers. So I just, I just, you know, consume like, you know, hundreds of hours of like, you know, Owen content, you know, and I start to fix myself over the years, you know, and then of course, later finding Corey and all this stuff and going out to the dating world after my divorce and and applying everything. But um, it's cool because I'm here like as a dating coach through Elliot's outreach on YouTube, which is really, really cool. So, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Elliot, I saw on one of your videos uh, that you've been married for 20 years. You also mentioned that. I even caught part of your interview with uh, with Anthony Johnson that included your wife. Um, how have the principles that you're going to teach helped you in your marriage specifically? Well, I didn't know I was doing them. You know, it's almost like I had to re, re reverse engineer myself. And I came to a lot of conclusions, one of which is I'm my father's son. And so it was it was a lot of mirroring of my parents relationship. One of the amazing things about our relationship, and this is why I know I'm blessed and I can't take credit for anything. This has just been the grace of God, is that my father is the way he is. My, my dad is the most alpha male man on the face of the earth that I know. And so I happen to be his son. And so I'm grateful that I have retained some of those traits. I'm not as alpha as he is because he grew up in the jungle. I grew up in Long Island, New York. So much different environment. Uh, but my wife, because we were just teenagers when we started dating. And so she started coming around my house and she didn't come from a good family. Like I said, her father was a weak man and her mother is, is not a good woman wasn't very helpful around the house and didn't, you know, take good care of her husband and her, 
her children, but my parents were. And so Colleen, she saw what my family had as a young lady and she, she knew that's what she wanted. And so she essentially became mentored by my mother <laughs> very early on. So here we have, you know, almost like, I don't want to say that my parents were our blueprint, but in, all, in a lot of ways they, they are. And so we were able to adopt a, subconsciously, and that's why I'm saying I had to reverse engineer it, subconsciously, just by osmosis, you know, you become what you live. Um, we began to carry on the very traits that my parents exhibit that allow their relationship to be so amazing. I'll give you one example. I spoke about myself and some things that I do, a lot of which I learned from my dad. My, they're, they're hilarious. I can tell you some funny stories, especially from my dad. But my, my mom, for example, one day Colleen was at my house when I was a kid, you know, we were in high school and uh, she would help my mom with laundry. And so my mom would fold the laundry, she put it in a basket and she would leave it at the end of the, the, the staircase to go up the stairs and it was kind of heavy. So she would leave it there. And so that day Colleen says, Miss um, Hulse, would you like me to carry the basket upstairs? And so uh, my mom says, no, 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 no. You leave that basket right where it is for my husband to carry it up because he needs to know that I need his help. <laughs> so, and, you know, at the time, I'm sure Colleen didn't even it didn't register for her then. And it wasn't until I was much older that I realized the wisdom in that, because a man, one of the one of the greatest ways for a woman to keep a man attracted to her is for him to have a sense that she needs him that she that he i'm sorry that he is her hero mm -hmm. uh, every man wants to be a hero to his family and so even in the small things if my mother played oh i'm a little helpless can you help me that gave my even though he did a lot of other things as well but it was these small things that gave him a sense of dignity and purpose meaning for being in the family even if it's just carrying the basket up the stairs that is such a uh, a rare quality to find nowadays. I think that's what a lot of guys uh, complain about. And I, I always tell these guys too, you know, you get what you focus on in life. Uh, if you focus on like, you know, these trash women, that's all you're ever going to see. But there's there's really good women out there if you keep your eyes open. And, uh, you know, my, my girlfriend's like that, you know, she, I don't, I don't know if she's ever thought about it that way. Like, oh, I need to, I need to just leave this here so that my man can do this. But she's, she will bend over backwards to, you know, make sure I'm comfortable, you know, just to show how much she appreciates me and stuff like that. Like those women exist, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> your, your mom's playing the game. I like it. <laughs> right. Yeah, It's tough because, you know, the culture tells women, and this is crazy because the fathers, I have three daughters. And so fathers pump this into their daughter's brains that they need to be strong, they need to be independent, they need to don't need no man. And so when, when women take that on and they believe that that's what they should do and that's what they should be, then men, I, I, you know, this is going to sound, I don't know how, you know, they want to pick us apart as, you know, pro-masculine men here, but I don't care because truth is truth. If women behave that way or, and if women establish themselves that way, then they take away from men one of the very things that gives us a sense of purpose in life. The, if you don't need us, 
then we're in essence useless. Mm-hmm. If women don't need us, then why, then why live? And that's what the world is trying to do. They're trying to make it so that, you know, women can have babies without men. They want to do anything that they can, this culture, mm-hmm. to make it such that men are not needed. That's why, you know, building all these robots and everything. They want to get rid. They literally want to get rid of men. There's this guy named Steve Brule. You should check him out. I don't know if he's still on YouTube. He might have got kicked off, but <laughs> he spoke at the uh, 21 convention a couple of years ago, and he gave one of the greatest talks on the, the coming totalitarian takeover worldwide, which is communism. But he says that it's it's a it's a gynocentric communist takeover that it, because it cannot unfold without the superior uh, without women being superior. The mm-hmm. only way communism in this way, this totalitarian takeover can work is if women are in the superior position because then they become the agents of the state. And so by giving women, you know, all these fake uh, fake rights, you know, like the, like their right to go work. It's like, wait a second, is that really a right? Is it really your right to become a taxpayer? Or is it actually your right to be at home because you give babies, mm-hmm. right? But they, it's a fake right. Oh, you have the right to work. So the government has skewed these, has, 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 has perverted our, our understanding of gender roles, gender identity. I mean, so much so that we got transgenderism now, but such that women, they don't they they don't know how and men in many instances can't appreciate what a truly feminine woman is mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i you see it everywhere one thing i i have noticed though um and i've had a few of them on the podcast are there are some women out there that are waking up to this like they they were raised that way they're raised under you know the feminine or feminist i should say uh doctrine and yeah. they're they're just miserable. They're on they're on SSRIs, and <laughs> they don't know why. And then when they come off the SSRIs and stuff, and they they sort of start waking up to the fact, like, oh wait a minute, I I actually feel better when I'm in my natural feminine state. You know, uh, it's 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 an interesting think about time the birth to be control alive. pills also, right? Mm-hmm. Like how many women have been on hormone chemicals since the time they were 14 years old? They don't even know themselves. Will Noland had a really good video up uh, last week interviewing a woman who's a scientist about the effects of birth control pills on the psychology and, and intersexual dynamics. And so one of the things that we know is that when a woman is on birth control pills, she not only doesn't know herself because her body thinks she's perpetually pregnant, but the man that she thinks she's attracted to is being perceived by her through a filter of the extrogenous hormones. So a lot of times these women will, you know, they'll, they're, this is one more reason why fornication is a bad idea. You're, you know, having sterile sex with your girlfriend who you think loves you for the past, you know, five years. And then finally you decide to get married because you want to have children. She comes off of the pill. And next thing you know, the polarity has gone and she can't stand you. It's because she never knew you because she was always masked by these hormones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing that a lot in, in, in quite a few places. Um, and, and it's actually re- refreshing seeing uh, some of these women putting out content and talking about it. Um, man, and they get, they get destroyed, not by men. They get destroyed by women. The other women, like women are 
uh, can be such haters to each other. It's, it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of sad. Uh, getting, getting back to the uh, principles and how it's helping marriage and stuff. Benny, I've actually met your wife. She's uh, an angel straight from heaven, a hell of a grappler. Uh, <laughs> how have the she's principles- only gotten better too, man. She's a killer. She's, she, uh, she won gold at her last competition um, and nobody scored any points on her. So she, it was just, she just went through and cleared out the division. Like, that's awesome. That nuts. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, how answer this and then, and we can wrap up here cause we're almost at an yeah. hour, but, uh, how, how the principles that you teach specifically helped you in your marriage? You already talked about the texting part, but yeah. Um, so I'm, I come from a traditional background and I think we're, Elliot and I, our ideologies intersect really well. It's like, I, I value the family above anything else. Right. Like I, when I was out single doing my thing, you know, my goal, I was always singular vision, right? My goal was always to, to, to find a wife, you know, to find a person I was going to spend the rest of my life with. Um, but, but also I wanted to investigate, you know, the mechanics of attraction and how do, how do I put all this stuff together and, and make this work and all this kind of thing. And, and so, um, yeah. So, so for me, God, so your question was like, how, how does the principles that I've learned, how that has it affect my marriage? Is that the question? How has it helped, helped your marriage? Yes. So I'm coming from a different value set per se of like, how, what, how, what are the mechanics of attraction? Like how, how do we have two people with shared value, which I guess is similar to, but like, how do we have two people with shared values come together and live this really like fun and fruitful life as well? Like still uh, things that are traditionally minded, like raising children and, 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 you know, giving them teaching and, and giving them tools that they can take out into the future, but also like enjoying our own life. So, so I picked a girl that for me, wasn't going to you know, like judge me like really harshly. I picked a girl for me that was willing to always go on adventures. So she always like, anytime we want to do something, like we just do it. We're like, okay, cool. Let's go. Um, like if I want to play a video game or something like that, if I want to be a piece of shit for a night and eat some Cheetos, (laughs) she'll do that with me. You know, we train jujitsu together, you know, five or six times a week, which I love. I love that. Right. Um, so, so for me, it was really a matter of, it's kind of what we talked about earlier, identifying what my values are, finding a girl that, that fits me. Right. But also a woman that, cause when I, when I met her and I first met her kids, one of the things I noticed was that she sings to her kids at night. I noticed this and I'm like, I never heard her sing when we were at the retreat. Right. <laughs> well, you're not her kid. So, um, so I noticed that I'm like, man, that's, that's really cool. And, um, different things like that. But, but I guess my point is, is that I'm always using what I know about attraction on her, but it's, it's not in this manipulative way. It's like, it's, it's almost like a a muscle memory kind of thing. Right. So when we're texting, it's like ridiculous to be my wife over text. Like you're going to get a bunch of bullshit back to you. It's going to make you spit your milk out of your nose and stuff. Right. And she's always expecting that kind of stuff. And she told me the other day, she's like, yeah, the first time I or the first time I meet somebody new and they ask about you, the very first thing I tell them is that you're obnoxious, right? <laughs> and so that's a good like, sign. Like like, <laughs> like what Corey Wayne says, treat him like a bratty little sister. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I that's what I do. I'm always playing with her, but I also like she'll be in the kitchen. I'll grab her hand randomly. I'll spin her around. Right. Um, it's really one of the things that's really funny. It's like 
like tickling is such a good tool, right? Uh-huh. And uh, the funny thing is, though, this is, let this be a warning to viewers, is that if you date a grappler, it will be damn near impossible to tickle your girlfriend or your wife. <laughs> like you got a hand fight like you would with wrestle just to like try to tickle her. You got to like, Oh, she's like, all she's blocking you. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yeah. So it's fun for me. So the things that I teach, which are more like nose to the grindstone, like how do you, how do you actually get the, how do you connect with them and win them over from an attraction attraction perspective? I'm using all that in my relationship because again, it's like you said, if you're not doing everything you did in the beginning, it's going to decay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's what I see is a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of date planning, just like you do in the beginning, a lot of attraction over text, you know, when we're both gone throughout the day and, um, and really just like keeping it fun in person. Like, I can't tell you how, and this is the cool thing about my relationship specifically. Like we always have lots of moments where, where like, like the, the, the greatest gift you can give your partners for your presence, right? Your full attention. And this is actually, I'm going to throw a nugget in here too. So like, if you ever read David Data's work, um, he uses love and consciousness interchangeably. He like uses them as like a synonym. And when I thought about this, this is actually mind blowing because when you think about it, when you love somebody, your eyes get big, right? Like you like, you're open to them, you're taking it in. And that's the same thing you do with meditation, right? And, and so when you love your partner, it's, it's like you're present with them. So I can't tell you how many times in my relationship where, where we have these moments where we just kind of like take each other in and, and do gratitude. And, and you think it would be like lame almost. Like when you hear somebody like, it's almost like, ah, get that like mushy stuff out of here. Like that sounds like it would be cheesy, but you have to remember, it's like, it's like counterbalanced with all the, you know, attraction and the messing around and all this kind of stuff. Right. So um, so, so, um, that's, that's another cool piece of it, which is learning. Like if, when you get good at dating, you start to learn how to like active, listen, like ask questions, like use your genuine curiosity, you do all these things and you learn how to be present with the girl and you just take that into the marriage. Okay. That's yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I struggled with being present, uh, in my last like long-term relationships. Cause I was always just like in my own little world, uh, my girls would, be talking to me. And then I would say, huh, what uh, can you say that again? And they would get so mad at me because I wasn't listening. Um, so I've had to, and I still struggle with it too, but I've gotten better. Uh, I actually try to listen to, you know, what nurse chick says, luckily she doesn't talk very much. So <laughs> it, it makes it a little bit easier. Uh, one thing I do want to do, one thing I want to talk, touch on is you talked about muscle memory. And um, I, I get these guys in the comments on like my TikToks and stuff where they're like, I don't want to, I don't want to be fake. I want to be myself. And I'm like, yeah, be yourself if that's getting the, you the results that you want. But if, <laughs> if, right. if you're not getting the results, you need to change something. And, and if you practice this new you, like you're learning attraction, you're learning how game works, you're learning what women respond to. If you do that enough, that does become you, you know? So yeah. some of these guys don't understand that. It's, it's funny. Cause I, it, I'm, I'm sure you didn't coin the phrase, but Elliot was the first person I heard say, be the best version of yourself, you know? Oh, oh, is that you? I've heard that a million uh, times. Is that you? <laughs> I would say be the strongest version of yourself. Okay. That was my, that was my hook when I first started on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So I didn't interpret that as like the, the lifting aspect of it, but like to me, the meaning yeah. kind of like what came across the same way. And that's um, what it was point point was. Yeah. Yeah. It's like dual purpose. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, but, but like, um, 
But I, I think that that's what it is because when you start getting into personal development, this is why everybody avoids it because it's ego death. Mm-hmm. Like you literally have to kill off the person you are right now. Um, and not in, not in to be inauthentic, but it's like the same essence of who you are, plus all like healing all the parts of you that are dysfunctional. So if I can't look anybody in the eye without turning red or looking away or you know, like everybody has a scowl. Like if I'm looking at people and they're all scowling at me because I'm just leeching their energy instead of like raising the energy level, that's dysfunction. I could be myself and then just basically rot. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I ego death and focus on the disciplines that I need to, and then become the next better version of myself. And it takes effort, you know, it does. It does. And oftentimes it, takes a coach. Um, I think we should wrap up here. We hit an hour. This conversation has been so great. Um, Elliot, how can people find out more about your program and and where can people find you online? Best thing to do is just follow me on YouTube, dude. So it's E-L-L-I-O-T-T-H-U-L-S-E. That's my, uh, that's my Elliot Hulse YouTube channel. I also have a strength camp YouTube channel. been uploading to there. Every once in a while, it's my fitness one, but that's strength camp on YouTube also. And so any, anything that you need to know that's going on in the world of yo Elliot is going to be found on those two channels. Okay, great. Uh, Benny, where can people find you online? Awesome. Right now. Um, I just want to promote Elliot's program. Cause that's what I'm focusing. Like, obviously I still have my own coaching, but people can just find me on TikTok at the white hitch. Um, but, but right now, if somebody's interested in this program, yeah, just go follow Elliot on uh, YouTube and uh, click the uh, Get the Girl videos. Yep, more of those will be coming out. So that's why uh, I sent you there. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll put uh, links to these in the description. Gentlemen, thanks again for joining me. I really appreciate it. You got it. Appreciate it, it man. Pleasure. Thank you for having me, guys. Anytime. Elliot, Benny, thank you so much for taking the time to, to meet with me today. Uh, Benny, you've been on the show before, so you know that you're welcome back anytime. You, you know that, bro. Um, Elliot, but uh, you're welcome. You're welcome too, man. Excellent conversation. Um, you know, we, we might differ a little on, you know, what we want when it comes to uh, relationships. But I think like at the end of the day, I think we're sort of on the same page, right? Like I'm I'm not one of those guys that wants to be a permanent plate spinner for the rest of my life. I'm right now currently in a happy monogamous relationship. Um, I just, I personally just don't like uh, the idea of getting the state involved in my relationship, but man, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that, that that's what they want. And um, you know, more, more power to them, Uh, more power to them. And I think that your course, Elliot is going to, put them on the direction for success, right? Because there people talk so much about how 50% of marriages end in divorce, but they rarely talk about how 50% of marriages succeed. You know what I mean? Um, personally, I don't like those odds, <laughs> but that doesn't, I guess what I'm trying to say is it can happen. So if you're a traditionally minded guy, you want that white picket fence, don't give up. Just learn how to do it correctly. And I think Elliot's program can help you with that. Um, All right. Other than that, guys, check out my Patreon, help support the show. I want to make this my full-time gig. I want to help men 
achieve whatever goals they want in life, right? Whether it's being permanent plate spinners, whether it's uh, spinning plates until they find the right plates, whether it's marriage, you know, um, I want to help you guys succeed with that. And Patreon's a way that you can help support me in that endeavor. And besides just supporting me, I give you a whole bunch of cool stuff. I'm trying to build a community of like-minded dudes a community of guys with skin in the game that are heavily invested, that want to level up. And with that group environment of serious students, you guys will be able to level up just with that alone. And then on top of that, I have tiers for if you guys want to have group Zoom calls with me so that we can actually communicate, you know, just like this over Zoom. And um, I also have options for one-on-one consulting. So, you know, if you guys want to talk to me about, you know, investing, getting ready for, for your retirement, because a lot of people have no clue how to even do that. And I happen to be really good at that sort of thing. You might not know that because I talk about dating and relationships so much, but I'm really good at that sort of thing. You know, my day job, I am, you know, I make a shitload of money in my day job. I've, been working remotely from home since 2013. Like, so I know how to, you know, get to that level of freedom in your life, you know, that other people just don't know how to enjoy. Um, so I can talk about, I can tell you about that, you know, learn from me, learn from guys that are doing it. And then, you know, if there are things that I don't quite know about, um, I also have a huge network of dudes that I know people like Elliot, people like Benny, you know, if I can't help you, I can refer you to someone that can. So check out my Patreon. Link is in the description. It's patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. And on that note, we'll catch you guys next week on Monday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.